What is up, Salt Company? Welcome to the Winter Breakdown Podcast. Man, second year in a row, but this year with a different group of people. Woo-woo. My name's Daniel. I'm, I'm Kayla. I'm Kaylee. Yes, <laughs> man. And oh we are so excited to Just be ignore us, answering all questions and all the things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let's get into it. We have an icebreaker question. Yeah, let's okay, on it. So my question is, what is your worst first date or the most irrational thing that you've done while dating? Mm. Uh, I'm going to go last. <laughs> Kayla, you go. I'm going first to my own question. You got the best one. Come on. Okay, so the year was... Maybe I shouldn't reveal the year because that will reveal the person. Okay, (laughs) so when I was in college many, many years ago, um, I was supposed to go on a date with a guy that I'd been talking to for like maybe like a month or a month and a half. It was like during COVID, so like weird times. Mm -hmm. I just gave it away. But um, (laughs) I was, like, talking to him, and then it came time where he asked me to go on a date. And I just, like, was so nervous. And so, basically, I tried to break my foot the night before in order to get out of it. Um, My roommate, Molly, had to stop me because I was standing at the back door of my house, like, literally preparing to slam the door on my foot in attempt to cause some type of damage that could get me out of the date. That's great. That is honestly aggressive, and I think it's great. Yeah, and <laughs> I don't know, like, if you guys don't know me, that just maybe gives you a little bit of insight on who I am. Yeah. Um, the things Committed. that I do. Yeah. Yeah. Everything yeah. I do, I do with excellence. Oh, for <laughs> sure. And you're going to full in, maybe a little dramatic, but, like, purpose. Yes. Yeah, yes. it's there. Yeah. That's yeah. good. Kaylee, what about you? I guess worst first date-ish is, like, knowing that you're going into this date that it's not going to work out, but you have to just appease the person who set it up. Mm. And so, like, going into the date, I'm like, I don't want to be going on this date, and this guy is very nice, but now I have to sit here and act pleasant the whole time and act engaged when I already know that I'm, like, not, it's not going to go anywhere. And so, like, I'm not saying that to be judgmental on guys asking me out, but we just had different beliefs, and I knew that going in. And so I was like, yeah, this isn't going to work out. So then we left the coffee shop because it closed. And then I was like, I'm ready to go home. And then I couldn't go home because then he's like, oh, let's go out again. And now I had to go into this whole theological debate about, like, why I did not want to go on a second date with him because he was Catholic and I was not. Mm. Was this like a setup? You were set up? I was. By uh, yes, it was set up a coworker, her nephew. Mm. She's like, he's this good Catholic boy and you would just love him. And I was like, no, no, I actually would not. So, <laughs> oh, no, he's a great person. He's married. It's awesome. But I was like, I just know that I don't <clears throat> want to marry you. So nice. I don't really want to go on this date. That's great. Mm-hmm. Um, I have so much horrific dating experience to pull from. But I think one, uh, I think it was a sophomore in college. And went on a date with a girl, and we, like, went to Chick-fil-A, talking forever. It was going really well. Like, I was super excited, right? And then she's like, I got to run some errands. Do you, like, you want to come too? Said, sure. Um, and I, like, she gets her phone out while we're walking around to whatever store. And I see, like, her phone lock screen's a dude. And I'm just, oh, I'm just, like, immediately, like, gosh dang it. So I, like. Did you I got, say something? Yeah, I Maybe got there, though. I was freaking out. So I, I, like, I'm, like, texting my buddy, like, hey, dude, like, I don't know what to say. I feel like I should just leave. This is weird. Um, turns out she, like, lost a bet or whatever, and, like, I don't know. Um, interesting. Yeah, it was super interesting, but I was just immediately, like, dang it. That's really sad. That's probably like the most mild one I could think of. It's fair. Um, but yeah, Kaylee, Kaylee, what are we talking about today? All right. So we're talking about dating. If you can't tell, you know, with these like dating icebreaker questions um, and why this matters. Well, a lot of you right now are single dating or preparing for marriage. And so this is Ooh. the season of life that you are in. 
Um, and I would say I'm very passionate about this subject. I would say that's actually a huge reason why college ministry specifically was something that I felt the Lord called me into. Um, because of just my past, my mistakes in dating, um, and then now being married, like what I've learned in singleness and what I've learned now bringing into marriage. Honestly, this topic is huge, and we would love to just give you guys insight on why this matters and like how to do it well and how to glorify God in this. Um, Because we know that's most of your hearts, hopefully, um, is to honor and glorify the Lord. And uh, we just want to give you practical advice to do that and talk through hard things that um, you guys want to know about and like how to actually do it practically. So that's good. That's what we're doing. Yeah. So to start from like the very beginning. Right. Genesis? Just looking at relationships as a whole. <laughs> yeah, not Genesis. <laughs> start from the beginning of a dating relationship, maybe. Or even just, you know, thinking through it. Uh, like, How do you know if you're ready to be in a relationship? Mm-hmm. Oh. Um, well, <laughs> we can talk about maybe some signs that you aren't ready to be dating. That's great. Um, so the first one is if you have any, like, unprocessed trauma. Okay. Um, Expand on that a little. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Maybe you can say it (laughs) maybe if you're having a little bit of daddy issues a little bit of mommy issues don't take that in to a relationship if you're not maybe like processing that Mm -hmm. um either with like a discipler or like a trusted friend or a counselor yeah um that's something that you should probably like have a little bit of grasp on yeah yeah yeah, before taking that into um a dating relationship so like emotionally mentally and spiritually like be healthy yeah don't like bring in crud into a relationship that you yourself don't know how to deal with yeah there have been times for me that I had been struggling with um like mental illness probably would not be a great time for me to enter into a dating relationship um potentially could make it worse yeah has made things worse before yeah and I think on that too like why are you wanting to date someone like mm-hmm. what what's your goal in this like I think you have to ask that question if it is solely just because you can't be alone well you should probably work through that mm-hmm. and if it's because you um want to just like have the perfect Instagram to have the the pretty boy in your Instagram mm-hmm. like maybe we should talk through why you're dating for looks and comparisons yeah. and yeah. um just talk through motives in that yeah that's good and I think just to round it off the last thing I would say is if there's like any sort of like addiction or habitual sin which I think when you know we as Christians hear habitual sin we're like oh well, I don't like do this every week like I'm not struggling with this sin like even every other week, maybe it's once a month. I would say like that's still habitual, yeah. Especially mm-hmm. if it's sexual sin. Like sure. I would say like be walking in like sobriety from sexual sin for an extended period of time, mm-hmm. and even just lastly, like have older people or like mentors or trusted community speaking in to say, hey, like ask them, you know, like mm-hmm. do you think I'm in a good spot to pursue this girl or this guy, and then go from there based on what they're saying, and yeah, take that counsel into consideration, but. What about the people that aren't thinking about a relationship or maybe they're wanting one um, they're kind of struggling through like, I'm single, but I don't want to be. What do you think? How how do you walk through like being okay with being single? Yeah, I think it goes back to motive even like what's your what's your goal? Like if you're idolizing a relationship solely because you don't want to be alone and you're not actually content with God in like you're not content with where he has you. You're not content with yourself even. Like, um, I think we need to crush those idols and mm. actually get down to um, working through those before you even bring anything into a relationship. Okay. And then also I would say, like, the idolatry of control. Like, are you just wanting to get out of being single because you just want to make sure that you're married. Like you just mm-hmm. want to check that box to be like, I just don't want to be the single 30 year old. And I'll tell you, like I just got married and I'm 29. So like singleness is a, an amazing season. And I learned so much in singleness. Um, so don't just like dread this season um, solely because you want to go to the next one. Your whole life is going to be about finding contentment in the season that you're in. 
um, mm, and trusting the good. Lord in the season that you're in. And so, yeah. Um, yeah, we just really have to work through the idolatry of relationships in general and the next season. That's great. I just, like, I cringe hearing, like, the, oh, I'm in a season of waiting. Yeah. You know, it's uh, like, <clears throat> no, because being single isn't necessarily like, oh, a sort of waiting waiting yeah. period to get towards a relationship. At no. least it doesn't need to be. No, and there's no guarantee of being getting married. Right. I have plenty of friends who are in their 30s who are not married. And, like, you have to wrestle with the Lord with that. Like, you cannot just, like expect that the Lord's going to give that to you. Mm -hmm. Like you have to find contentment and trust him in, in the season that you're in. And like you said, it's not a season of waiting. It is truly like I'm in this season. There is purpose. I have to trust the Lord. Come on. And if you're just going to think that this season is like, I'm just going to put in my time and get married like that. That's not how God works. Mm -hmm. So we really need to address that. Yeah. I also want to say that you can't, look at it as if it's like a problem that needs to be fixed or yeah. like a disease that needs to be healed. Yep. Um, it's not COVID. No, it's not. It's not COVID. Oh my gosh. <laughs> There's <Seriously>. no, <laughs> no medicine for it. Yeah. Um, except for, yeah, just like being content in the Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, and so if you are a single person, yeah, don't constantly like be trying to seek out a relationship because mm-hmm. that might not be the Lord's plan for you. Yeah. And that's okay. Um, also if you are like a married person, which it, you're probably not, if you're listening to this podcast, <laughs> maybe, but you might be, or, um, if you're someone who's like in a long-term dating relationship, don't treat your single friends like they need to be fixed. Mm. Um, that is one of the Come most on. unloving things that you can do to Come them. Mm-hmm. Um, don't try to set them up. Yeah. Unwarranted. <laughs> if they ask to be set up, fine sure that's fine totally acceptable yeah do not just throw names at them of people to date sometimes that can be a little offensive yeah and (laughs) I think like dating people and married people feed the lies that single people already hear Mm -hmm. and that they're already fighting on their own to be like I'm not good enough Mm -hmm. or uh God favors this person over me or Mm. why do they get to be happy and I don't get to be and so like, I think we need to speak truth into that. And, yeah. like, I don't think your friends need to be feeding those lies. Yeah. Or your family, even, for that sake. Or just randos on the mm-hmm. street who are still asking you why you're single at t- 28. Right. Yeah. Like, come on. Like, <laughs> we need to fight those lies. Like, we need to be strong in our beliefs mm-hmm. in trusting the Lord. And then we can also fight those yeah. and, count, like, actually counter other people's comments mm-hmm. on our singleness. Yeah. Because how am I supposed to be content in my singleness yeah. if my married friends... Mm. are pointing out yeah. that and have a problem I need with to be it. in a relationship or yeah. it's something that needs to be resolved. Yep. Gosh, Reach. that's good. Dang. Nothing to add to that. That was fine. <laughs> that was so good. But like, so say you're, you're looking for a relationship, you're in a, in a solid place, you know, to actually start dating your communities behind you. Yep. How do you even go about looking to find that person? Like, what are you looking for in someone that you're like, man, I'm kind of interested. Maybe I should ask them on a date or yep. yeah. Honestly, I think us women like to create lists and we like to have all the checklists of who is the best eligible bachelor who will meet all of my needs that, you know, all X, Y, and Z. Um, But that's such a bad approach. That goes to control. That goes to, um, yeah, honestly, feeding your own selfish desires of what you want in a relationship. And so I would say number one thing that is non-negotiable and everything else is negotiable. They have to be a Christian. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> they have to be a Christian. And I'm not saying like they claim to be a Christian or they go to church with you. Come on. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry. Like you saying that like, oh, I, I think he's a Christian. Like, I don't care if he, you think that or not. You mm. need to find that out before you date them. And you need to actually seek out someone who is a Christian. Mm-hmm. Going to church with you does not equate as being a Christian. <sighs> Reading your Bible one time does not equate of being a Christian. Being nice to you does not equate Uh Uh (laughs) about being a Christian. And so I, yeah, I just want to harp on this that like we need to stop dating non-believers. We need to stop dating people who claim to be Christians who are not. And maybe you're wrestling with that because maybe you're not a Christian. I don't Mm. know. And so I don't know what you're actually seeking out in a dating relationship that you would seek someone who is actually not a Christian Unless you're either not one yourself or you don't care. Like, Mm. 
that you're not actually caring about that person leading you to Christ then. So that, that makes me question if you're a Christian. Yeah. I think it even goes back to what we were just talking about with this sort of idolatry around, you know, having a relationship as sort of like the status to check, you know, Mm -hmm. I I know a ton of people don't use Facebook anymore as much, at least, you know, uh, a lot of, a lot of our students, but Mm -hmm. you're okay on your own. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. And I think it comes from this lack of understanding of our identity of like, I'm enough on my own. Yep. Like you're not half a person. You're not looking for this other person to complete you. Mm -hmm. Like, no, like you just said, your, your, your season of singleness has purpose and you can, you can know the Lord and, you know, be on mission for him in singleness. Matter of fact, you can do it better single than you can in a relationship. Gosh, first Corinthians would even say that, you know, Mm -hmm. but to, to this point, um, someone, if you're, if you're a Christian claiming to be a Christian, that's like the number one thing on the list, right? Yep. You, you the person you're going to consider dating has to be a Christian. Mm-hmm. Everything mm-hmm. else can be somewhat subjective. That is the most subjective thing. Mm-hmm. How do you go about finding that out? I think that's the hard part. Is a lot of people are like, oh well, like I've seen them read their Bible. Um, they prayed on our date before we ate our food. They came to salt with me. They came to salt mm-hmm. with me. They came they, to church on a Sunday. They lifted their hands during worship. <laughs> How do I go about actually finding out if they're a Christian? Honestly, are they dying to themselves and following Christ? Mm-hmm. And I think that like actually shows in a lot of different ways. Like, are they running from sin? Are they repenting of the sin um, that they see in their life and confessing that to community? Are they actually being sanctified to look more like Christ? Is the spirit working in them to, um, yeah, to transform them into looking more like Christ as they journey along, um, throwing off their old self and putting on the new mm-hmm. self? That's great. I'd say those. Are they exhibiting fruit of the spirit? Mm. Love, joy, peace. You got it. Patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, self-control. And faithfulness. And faithfulness. Yes. I always, so good. I always There's miss always that one. one. There's always one. Um, yeah. Also, I'm going to go back to, like, dating a non-Christian. Um, you have to also, like, think in the future. If you're dating them to evaluate them as a potential spouse – what happens 10 years down the line when you're married and you start having kids mm. and you're wrestling with like, how do we want to raise them? Do we want to raise them in the church? Mm. Like maybe you're a believer, your husband's not. Mm-hmm. Um, and something that has been said to me before, um, and this is probably like commonly said thing, but um, it's better to be lonely and single than to be miserable in marriage. Yeah. Um, and the loneliest place that you can be is in a marriage with someone who does not mm. um, also follow Christ. Yeah, yeah. And also on that, like as someone who is a newlywed, like four months in, marriage is stinking hard. Yeah. And I like cannot imagine. I've already said this multiple times with my husband that like I cannot imagine doing marriage without both of you being committed to Christ Mm -hmm. and actually being able to love each other despite brokenness, sin, like all of those things. Like I cannot imagine even being one-sided, like I'm a Christian, the other person isn't, Mm -hmm. or just two Mm -hmm. unbelievers. Like that is going to make it immensely harder. Like it's already hard. Like I I can't imagine being unequally yoked in that. That's kind of what we say. Unequally yoked is the Bible term for just like not being in the same place in your faith even, mm-hmm. or like being a, a Christian and being a Catholic, being a Christian and a non-believer. Like there's, that means a lot of different things unequally yoked. I think mm-hmm. that's a Christian term we use a lot, but. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. So like, what are the things you're looking for? I think you said fruit and you list all of mm-hmm. them off. Um, I think some other ones like to determine whether this person's actually Christian and just to rehash it. These should be things figured out on the front end. Yes. Of mm-hmm. getting into an actual relationship. Preach. Yeah. These are questions you should ask on the front end. Like, is there repentance? Which, you know, that's something you're going to see over an extended period of time. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, a handful of dates. Know their community. Know their friends. Yeah. Right? If you don't know homeboy or homegirl, like, mm-hmm. hang out with them in groups. Yeah. How do they interact with other people? Yep. Are their friends bad? Are they a bunch of knuckleheads? <laughs> um, yeah. Like, know their community. And then if they're not leading you especially like for women like if your boyfriend is not leading you towards holiness or purity and he's like kind of pushing boundaries and maybe like sacrificing on some things mm-hmm. stop like say no break up yeah. don't go on another date like it's just like it's not worth it it's not worth sacrificing on like whatever your boundaries are mm-hmm. or 
it's not worth being in this relationship because you already have, you know, the clarity that you've been looking for. Like this person isn't a suitable spouse. Yep. They're not ready for marriage. Just break up. Yeah. I say one more thing on that. It's not even just leading out. It's, I mean, yes, it is, but it's also like unprovoked. Like mm. you should not be the motivation for their that's faith good. in God. Wow. Like I cannot tell you how many times I hear story after story. Well, he came to church cause I asked him mm. or, mm-hmm. um, well, he started reading his Bible because I told him we should start doing that. And like, that's not it. Like they have to have their own relationship with God and they have to be following him wholeheartedly. And if you're both doing that, great. Like, mm-hmm. If he's not, bye. Like, mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. sorry, but like, you cannot be his discipler. Like, that's, that's not good. how it works. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> yeah. And I think last thing I'll say on this, and we'll touch on this again in a bit, but we've got to stop seeing breaking up as like, that's the negative outcome. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. true. Like, there's two positives, right? Mm-hmm. You either have clarity that this person is not going to be my spouse because, either you know, they're not a Christian. There's a million reasons. Yep. Or like, this person is going to make a great spouse, a great father, all these things. I keep saying it as like, if this is the girl deciding, um, (laughs) but either way, like breaking up is not a bad option. No, that's actually amazing because you've eliminated one person. Yeah. Like, great. Thank you, Jesus, that you've saved me from a marriage with this person who I like you is not a good choice to marry. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I would say like, yeah, why are we, why are you dating? Like what, what's the point? Like it, it actually is to evaluate if this person is someone you're going to marry. Mm-hmm. And if that's a yes, then great. You keep going on dates and then you get married. And if it's a, no, I'm not going to marry this person. Then great. Like awesome. Break up. Perfect. You yeah. have clarity. Yeah. yeah. Which isn't to say that like, it's not sad. It's not going to hurt, but that's fair. it's like, that shouldn't be the option avoided at all costs. Mm-hmm. No. And I think that's how the majority of people, myself included, when I was dating, look at it. Well, and I think that's another question of, are you finding security and idolatry in this relationship? Mm-hmm. Or are you trusting the Lord that he'll work it out? Like, yeah, if good. breaking up is going to wreck you, like, yes, it's going to be hard. I understand I went through multiple breakups, long-term ones that, like, were really, really hard. But, like, you have to believe the Lord is faithful. Mm-hmm. And he has to be your true contentment and satisfaction. You can't just die when you break up with this person or if the fear of breaking up with them is too much that you don't do it yeah mm-hmm. that's good so all right say the persons are checking all the boxes and now you're interested so let's go from like the girls and the guys perspective so say there's a guy you're interested in how do you like put yourself out there without being super weird <laughs> that's all i know <laughs> all right next question let's move on that's good I mean, I would say like be yourself. Don't like do a million things that are super weird and like you wouldn't normally do like because you're going to attract like, oh, I thought you did that. No, you actually don't do that. But like be strategic. Like if you want to go hang out with uh, that group over there and you're going to go do something different because you want to go be around that guy. Great. Do it. Mm -hmm. Like put yourself in a position that like you can be noticed by him or that you can have conversations with him. Um, Yeah, I just think it takes strategy intentionality. Yeah. Um, you know, post targeted things on your Instagram story. <laughs> Go through his Spotify and look at the songs he's listening to. Go ahead and throw that up on the story. Mm. Get him to swipe up. Get him to slide into your DMs. Is that strategic or is that manipulative? Which <laughs> I think you're learning. Well, it's called being resourceful. That's fair. That's it's a, out there, it's, right? It's yeah, out there for people to see. Yeah, we are given social media. Why not use it as a tool? I was going to say, that is also how <laughs> the culture is turning a little. That's wild. That, like, you utilize social media a lot more in re- initiate, initiation of relationships, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, good. just to be clear, I'm joking. That's weird. Have I done that in the past? Sure. Maybe <laughs> once or twice. I'm not I'm not oh going God. to deny it. Um. But yeah, I just want to echo what Kaylee said. Just be yourself, um, have fun, and yeah, go. Also, like, be consistent in where you're going to, like, meet people. Mm. Like, if you are like, oh, I want to meet someone at Salt, which that might not happen. <laughs> Don't come to Salt because you want a boyfriend or a girlfriend. But it's a good place to but meet people. But it is a good place to meet people. Yeah. Um, I hate to be that person to say that, but... Um, when you're consistently showing up places, you'll meet people, you might fall in love. Mm. 
you know, a little of this, a little of that. <laughs> Man, there yeah. you are. <laughs> I, w- I would say, if, like, from a guy's perspective, um, girls, don't be afraid to be like, hey, I'm interested. Yeah. Like, do you want to take me on a date? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, like, I don't think it's that weird. And I think we have to start pushing against the sort of like, oh, you kind of got to be like mysterious about it. Just like use your words. Just mm-hmm. like talk. Yeah. It doesn't yeah. have to be like this whole thing. And where my dude's at? Hey, ask girls on dates. All right. Stop playing this whole game of like, dude, does she like me? I don't know. Like she posted the song I like on her story. Like, do you think, <laughs> do you think maybe I should ask her? Just, just like ask her on a date. Yeah. It's not that big of a deal. Yeah. Yeah. I will preach on that too because I'm like, I'm sorry, boys, but you're going to have to do a lot of hard things in life. And asking a girl on a Come date on. is not, not one yeah. of them. It's like, not that hard. I understand like the fear of rejection, but if you're actually solid in the Lord, like Uh-oh. that should not crush you. Like you will be fine um, if they say no. But also, ladies, say yes. If mm. you have no reason to say no other than, I just. I just doesn't seem like my type. It's one day. You're not at, like getting a marriage proposal. <laughs> it's come on. Cause it's like, it's going to be something reasonably fun. Yes. With someone who's probably not, you know, the worst. And if like, if you're seriously just not interested at all, yeah, just say no, but like be specific on like, give reasons why, you know? Mm-hmm. Cause like guys want to be attractive more than just physically, but like mm-hmm. they want to be able to offer something of like, Hey, I want to take you on a date. We're going to go here. Yeah. Uh, it's pr- and it's probably like a free meal, you know? Just, just, just have fun. Just Dating have fun. is supposed to be fun. Like, going on a first date, yes, awkward. A little bit nerve-wracking, understand. Been on plenty of first dates that did not lead to a second. I get it. But have fun. Like, that's... Yeah. Don't take it so seriously. Worst case scenario, you can use the first date to just kind of practice some material on them. Yeah, Be like hilarious. A do a bit. <laughs> that... I mean, honestly, conversation skills are underrated. So yeah. you should probably yeah. all learn how to communicate to yeah, somebody. Yeah, learn to how to talk to people in person. Yeah, not on text. <laughs> not via text, not via social media. Use you words. will be a better person <laughs> for going on a date and learning to communicate. And engage in conversation. That's great. Especially learning how to fight against the awkward. Yep. Oh. And sometimes it's just like fun to be in awkward situations. Yeah. Just like laugh it off. <laughs> Daniel sure. agrees with that. I, I hate that feeling. I think that's like my least favorite thing in the world is the awkward feeling that you get. Uh, but it's never as bad as you really like. Is no, it's it, not. It's never as bad as you make it out to be in your head. And once you're there and going through it, you're like, ah, actually, that wasn't that bad. It's just in your head. So talk yourself off the ledge and say yes. Yes. That's For good. me, I will get weak in the knees. Oh, 100%. I will not feel like I can walk. And then as soon as I like yep. get there. Oh, this is fine. Yep. And I'm normal. Yep. It's fine. And I'm normal. <laughs> That's good. All right. Uh, moving along. So you're getting to the point where it's like, all right, we went on a couple dates. I think we're going to make it official. Great. What is the goal of dating for everyone that wants to know? Why, like, why date? What's the whole purpose of it? Mm. What do you guys think? Obviously to not be lonely. That's a great one. (laughs) Just kidding. Actually, uh, seriously, though, like you date with intentionality to evaluate, hey, do I want to marry this person one day or not? Mm. And that's Mm -hmm. what you do. You evaluate the whole time. And that's what you like. That's literally the process until one day you get married or one day you break up. That's Mm -hmm. great. And so you're evaluating. It does not have to be serious. It can be fun. It can be a fun time to get to know people, to do fun things, to be intentional, to learn communication, all that. And it should be fun. Yes. Not just it can be fun, but you should be having a fun time when you're dating. Yep. If you are having serious turmoil all the time, ask yourself, do I really like this person? Yeah. Am I really compatible? That's fair because probably not. (laughs) Honestly, like if you're not having fun in dating where like you're truly just trying to impress each other all the time and put on put your best foot forward, like I hate to tell you that marriage is not a walk in the park and you're going to just like be completely sinful all the time and it's just going to wreck you. So like Mm -hmm. dating should be fun. Yeah. Yeah. I think the last thing I'll say on this is like. The goal of dating, we need to get rid of this. The goal of dating is not marriage. The goal of dating, I would say, is clarity. Because marriage is an option. Like, maybe you're going to get clarity that this person's going to make a great spouse. Yes, yeah. and amen. Praise God. That's mm-hmm. that's a huge blessing. 
Maybe you're going to get clarity that, hey, this person is, person is not going to do that yeah. because of X, Y, and Z reasons. We should break up. Both wins. Mm-hmm. You got your clarity. The The relationship served its purpose. Mm-hmm. And then you move on. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's the purpose of dating. Yep. So, move along in the relationship. Now you're dating. Now we're going to set up boundaries. Uh-oh, it's like the buzzword, right? Like, yeah, boundaries. Everyone talks about this. Mm-hmm. All right. Yes. How do you set boundaries? Where should they be? How far is too far? What are the non-negotiable ones? What do you guys think? All things boundaries. Uh, I've seen this be done well, and I've seen this very, very horribly. Personal experience even, too. So, like, I've seen both sides of that. Um, I have a lot of hot takes of, like, going to the extreme. Kelly, you just go first. You just open us up. Okay. (laughs) So, just to start off, a lot of these are not meant to be, like, legalistic. It's my opinion. Yeah. It's my opinion. (laughs) It's my opinion. So... And wisdom. Yeah. yeah. It's not, it's in like, we're not saying these are ultimate either. Yeah. yeah. But we're saying like, follow this if you truly want to avoid sin. Like this is not a hard rule. Yeah. Because I think we all have experience dating and um, we've been through it. We know, we hear, um, we hear from students like what's hard. Mm -hmm. Um, So these are just like some practical things. But um, the first thing that I always will say of like boundaries and dating especially physical boundaries is no if you're a girl no boys in your bedroom you shouldn't ever be on your bed um it's best to be in like a common space Mm -hmm. um you can be at home just maybe like if you live in a house be in your living room um but unless no one's home yeah then you're alone yeah so don't be home alone (laughs) yeah don't be home alone um don't go into like a secluded place. Maybe like don't be in the car together late at night in the back of a parking lot, for example. Yo. That's fair. I don't know that there Amen. are good things that can happen. No. At that time in that place. I just like want to challenge all of you who think like, oh, we can handle it or we can do it. Tell uh. me how that's going. Mm-hmm. Because it's not going well, I assure you, because I have been there. Like I have made every like justification and reasoning in the book mm-hmm. to like justify why I will all be do do better this time mm-hmm. or it'll be fine this time. Like I assure you that's not that's not the case. And if you truly want to avoid sin, you have to be extreme in some ways to like actually do that. Like it's going to be inconvenient. It's going to be hard. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm telling you, like, discipline and, like, actually avoiding sexual sin is not easy. So, yeah. like, yeah. if it's – if you're just kind of floating along and coasting, like, that's not fighting sin. Mm-hmm. Like, that's not how it's going to work. That's not how you're going to avoid falling into that. Yeah. yeah. Also, that's another, true. like, practical thing is if you're, like, not dating them, don't be, like, kissing them. Don't be, like, touching. You're not dating. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um. I think Briar has said this before. No kissing out of date lock. Ooh. I have not heard that. Um, Come on, Briar. That's a word, bro. Shout out. Um, Yeah, like, if you're not... (laughs) Yeah, just don't be kissing random guys. Yeah. Amen. Also, girls, don't be kissing random girls. Or guys. Guys, don't be... Yeah, just stop kissing people you're not dating. (laughs) Don't kiss. Okay, actually, let's get into that a little bit. Specifically, like, I think everyone's like, oh, okay, like, this is how you set up boundaries or, like, this is, like, maybe, like, where the line is of how you hang out, whatever. But what is the specific, like, physical boundary in dating? Mm -hmm. Like, if we're going to go there and be specific, because I know a lot of you listening are like, oh, as long as we don't have sex before marriage, like, we're good. Like, that's pretty much the ambiguity of, like, there's this gray area between dating like kissing and then like sex before marriage Mm -hmm. so where's the line explain that gray area yeah gosh i think some people like borderline passed out when i said this (laughs) at our last like panel late night thing (laughs) but yo in marriage no one just like casually makes out for an extended period of time and like just leaves it there like this it just doesn't happen and like why would you start that in a dating relationship if the goal is to avoid stepping into sexual sin. Yeah. 
Because mm-hmm. it's like, gosh, I don't think I've ever made out with anyone. And it was just like, pure thoughts. Yeah. I just, man, this <laughs> girl has is a child of the Lord. And she has a great personality. I want to re- just be the most respectful. But like, I would love to get to know her more by yes, continuing right? to just make out and go further. <laughs> yes, yeah, that's, you know, that's how it's an accomplished, guys. I, like, I, I, th- I think there's like a serious pushback against this because there's, I think for a lot of people, there's a fear of like, oh, well, no one's going to be interested in me if I'm not like going far enough. Or I think we're just like, man, we care more about like this instant pleasure now than we mm. do about our holiness. Come on. To where we're afraid to actually set the boundary of like, just don't make out. You're not missing out on anything other than sin. Yeah, mm-hmm. honestly, say that again, please. You're not missing out <laughs> on anything other than sin. Like in all, in all, you know, genuineness and seriousness. Like you're oh. not missing out on anything yeah. that won't be better on the other side. Hundred percent. And that's not just like this kitschy like Christian idea. Um, like I took a ton of sexual brokenness into marriage and like gosh, do I wish I would have not done that. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm telling uh, you, there are so many scars that you can avoid yes. by like setting up this at the front end and not just falling into these things later. Um, and I know that sounds dramatic of like, don't even make out. Like, I understand like part of you, like most of you are like, yeah, I love making out. Why not? Like, there's mm-hmm. no problem. Why not lay on top of each other and make out? Like, I'm telling you, it doesn't lead to anything good. And all you're doing is hurting yourself. Yeah. And you're causing scars that you're going to just have to work through later when you get mm-hmm. married and you actually have the freedom to do those things in marriage. Yeah, yeah that's good. And I think we have to understand sort of the why behind boundaries before we can actually buy into, okay, like I see the wisdom here. This all makes sense. Mm-hmm. I'm in. Yep. See, because like boundaries, the, the whole point of them, even with any boundary, any law, that God is going to give is never meant to like, oh, restrict you from having just like the most fulfillment and best time in your life. It's to keep you safe. Mm -hmm. Like if you want the most fulfilling life that you can have, follow the word of the Lord. Mm -hmm. Like that's where it's at. And so I even think of like Songs of Solomon, uh, chapter two would say like, don't awaken love before it's time. Yep. Yeah. Like don't do things that are going to cause your heart to get ahead of where it's at. There's, there's a phrase. I love this. I was given this, given this while I was dating. It said, your level of intimacy should match the level of commitment. Mm-hmm. So you shouldn't be stepping into like these intimate things, whether that's emotional, whether that's physical, until there's actually a ring on the finger and you both said I do. Yeah, that's good. And not even, don't, I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen, but mostly ladies, don't say like, oh, well, there will be a ring or we are going to get yeah, married. We're no planning commitment. on it. I'm sorry, but it until, even while you're engaged in rings on your finger. Uh-huh. Engaged ain't married. Yes. Engaged ain't married. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> and so like, we can't just keep playing these games while you're hoping to be married one day and that's going to be okay. Like, yeah, we just got to, cut that off <laughs> yeah for real. and i think last thing too it makes evaluating where the relationship at so much harder like second timothy 4 would even talk about like having a clear or sober mind like you're not gonna have a sober mind if you're sleeping together mm-hmm. because all the cut all of a sudden like your heart has done this you know meshing thing that was yeah. supposed to be saved for marriage because yep. it takes a commitment for that to actually be safe yep and so now breaking up is so much harder and staying broken up is so much harder because you have this, people use the word soul ties. You're not going to find that in the Bible, but like it makes sense. Like you have this physical intimate commitment that doesn't match the actual commitment because there's no covenant there. Mm -hmm. You guys have sort of like wound yourselves together and now you're having to rip it apart and Mm -hmm. it hurts so much more than if you wouldn't have otherwise. Yeah. I'm telling you on the other side, like actually being married now, like it is incredible the things that come up from your past Mm. that you have to work through. And I'm telling you, you don't want those stories to bring with you into marriage. And so what you're doing right now, the choices that you're making in boundaries, dating relationships, since we're talking about those specifically, Mm -hmm. that goes for everything Mm -hmm. right now in your season of life. But specifically those that you're going to have to work through, I'm telling you it's worth it. And that on the other side, it is so much more beautiful Um, if you like actually honor the Lord and follow him in this and actually trust that he is out for your good good. with boundaries. Yeah. Yeah. I've 
I have something to say. It might be kind of extreme. Uh oh, come on. Um, but also, if you guys are like making compromises in dating, it's just showing mm. that your significant other is willing to compromise yep. sexually or emotionally um, with someone who is not their spouse. Mm-hmm. And so, like, you are evaluating them. So, when I'm evaluating someone, um, whether or not I want to marry them, I mm-hmm. want to know that there's someone who like is faithful to their word yep. mm. and who that like matters to. So yep. um, if you are like really struggling um, in that sin, how do I know that if you're willing to push boundaries with me right now as your girlfriend, mm-hmm. not as your wife, how do I know that that's not going to happen even if we're married? Yep. Yeah. Gosh. And this is the same thing for dudes. Cause like guys aren't always the aggressor. Like, Stop being okay Mm -hmm. with this because, like, you're Mm -hmm. being disrespected and start seeing it that way. But also, at the same time, guys, if you like, you're not really the leader until you're actually a husband. Mm -hmm. But the one area that you can lead out is pursuing purity and clarity. Mm -hmm. Be honest about where you're at in the relationship and stop pushing boundaries. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and like, Uh, this goes into like, are you actually loving your brother or sister in Christ? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because. A loving brother or sister in Christ would actually lead someone closer to God than they would to falling to sin. Mm -hmm. And while you're pursuing, like, pushing boundaries, while you're actually pursuing that, you're leading each other into sin. Mm -hmm. And that's not loving. That doesn't put, like, point you to God. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, and I think even back to just, like, the hyper-specific things, like, yeah, being alone in your room probably isn't a great idea. You know, like, be in common spaces. There's common spaces everywhere, all right? Go to the living room. Go somewhere mm-hmm. else. Go go out to eat. And even if you want alone time, like, you can find alone time in public. Go on a yep. walk. Mm-hmm. You know, there's there's coffee shops that are, like, more intimate where you can just, like, have a quiet conversation with each other. Mm-hmm. Like, Shout out to Sozo. They have, like, glassed living rooms that you're in public, but you have your own living room and TV. You can watch movies there. That's great. <laughs> Good. Yeah. So, like, even breaking this down a little bit more, how do you separate the difference between love and lust? Because I think we kind of get those two confused. Because especially once you step into physical intimacy before marriage, I think the line gets real blurry. Mm-hmm. Daniel, you kick us off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I. I have. I think it's not really a saying, but I like this too. Uh, looking at love versus lust. Love seeks to honor beauty, not to control it and consume it, right? Lust does the opposite. Lust consumes beauty and it seeks to control Mm -hmm. it. Love is going to serve, Mm -hmm. right? Especially like taking it back to the gospel. Like when you look at Christ, that is the epitome of love. It's Mm -hmm. sacrifice. It's serving. Mm -hmm. Serving like in the point, like to, to the extent of Christ, it's serving to the point of death. But like even in what men are called to in a marriage. Like if we were going to, you know, get into gender roles, which we're not really doing. Um, like men are called to serve. Like that's mm-hmm. what leading looks like is mm-hmm. serving. Like how do you love your wife? Like the church you serve to the point of dying for her. Mm-hmm. And Gosh. I can guarantee when you're pushing physical boundaries, that, that, it. that is lust because you are actually being like, how can I utilize this person's body for yes. my own pleasure? Yeah. And that's not loving. You're not seeking to serve them in that saying, what would be the most loving thing I could do for them right now? And I promise you it's not pushing that boundary (laughs) or putting them in a situation where it's easy to fall into it. And that's the thing, because once you're in that situation, like mentally, like there's hormones, there's science that backs us up mentally. It is so hard to remove yourself from the moment and even to think clearly of like, Oh no, we do love each other. We like, we're going to compromise in this way. When you look at it, you know, third party or objectively it's like no you're not loving each other yeah you're lusting after each other because you're seeking to consume mm-hmm. and when you fall into that like don't even put yourself in the situation where you can easily fall into it like you have to be so far removed that you can think clearly because in the mm-hmm. heat of the moment you're gonna fall into it so don't even get into the heat of the moment you mm-hmm. have to take all of those things which is why I think it sounds dramatic but like we have to go all the way back here. If you don't want to like actually sin, you have to set up so many things before that sin mm-hmm. to actually keep you safe. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Also, if you're single right now, you're not in a relationship. Um, when you do 
get into a relationship, Maybe. take things if sorry, if if, <laughs> if or when you yep. get into a relationship, um, take things really slow. Mm. Mm-hmm. Wait a while before kissing or maybe like don't kiss at all. Yes. Just because it's only going to become easier to fall into things. Uh, what I always say is that you never go backwards mm-hmm. in physical no. in like physical boundaries. Yeah. You cross one, you just keep going forward until all of a sudden you're having sex. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like you don't go backwards. And so as much as you can put off physical intimacy, like that should be your last priority. Mm-hmm. And I get it. Hormones are swirling, all that fun stuff. Like I completely understand. Been there, done that. But like you need to push that off as much as you can and actually evaluate if this person is going to be a good spouse or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think to sort of bring it full circle, we also need to understand sort of reshape our view around sexual desire mm-hmm. because sexual desire is a great thing. That is a gift from God. Sex mm-hmm. is a great thing, especially within the confines of marriage between a man and a woman. Yep. Like that is the purpose of it. And I think there's this, there's this huge just stronghold of shame mm-hmm. that the enemy mm-hmm. just has in so many people's hearts around sexual desire because like fighting it is hard and then Mm -hmm. we feel like man maybe i'm beyond grace i'm beyond like i'm not someone that people can date because i struggle with sexual sin or Mm -hmm. we cross this boundary Mm -hmm. i think if that is a habitual thing like if it is a consistent struggle that you guys are having breaking up is probably you know a smart thing Mm -hmm. talk to community about it but Say you guys went too far once, like, yes, there is grace, both for mm-hmm. you individually and for the relationship. Mm-hmm. And so I think, one, give yourself some grace. Like, your sexual desire is a good thing. Mm-hmm. Praise God for it. He Unders- created it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he gave it to you. Yeah, and understand, like, this is supposed to eventually bring me and my husband or my wife closer. Yep. And it's a beautiful thing. But also understand, like, we can't step into this right mm-hmm. now because it's going to hurt and damage both of us. Yep. Yeah. And it's not something you forget. No. You know, and I'm not mm-hmm. saying these aren't wounds that you heal from, but you're not going to forget about it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. I just think that like we have to go back to sexual desire was designed for marriage. Mm-hmm. And like we can't be God. We can't play God in this to say I get to act on this now mm-hmm. when it's actually only designed for marriage. Yeah. yeah. That's good. And like, confess this to people you yeah know? Mm-hmm. at the thought level not, like if you get ahead of the actual action the thought level is a much better place to be because you know yes. say you have your guys your girls around you like hey like so and so and i were hanging out the other night and i was thinking about doing this or pushing the boundary in this mm-hmm. way and mm-hmm. here's the situation we're at and be specific yep like, you don't have anything to hide from them especially if they're mm-hmm. community who know the mm-hmm. gospel yep and so out yourself and ask them like hey would you pray for me can mm-hmm. I continue to check in with you? Would you would you text me or fa- like FaceTime me when so-and-so and I are hanging out to make sure we're not doing mm-hmm. anything stupid? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Accountability. I cannot preach on it enough mm-hmm. because truly like that, like I did not have that in college. And I'm telling you, it led to isolation and it led to further sin. And so we have to prioritize accountability. Like mm-hmm. I don't care if it's awkward. I don't care if... You don't want to talk about it. I don't care if you can't, like, you feel like you can't confess it. Mm -hmm. You're secure in Christ. Mm. Confess it to somebody else. Actually believe you're secure in Christ and that your community wants to love you and pour Mm -hmm. into you and help you. That's great. Yeah, there was a quote from the church I was at before Lindsay and I moved here. And it's saying, like, if the gospel is true, Mm -hmm. you have nothing to hide. Yep. Mm Yeah. If the gospel is true, if Jesus has died and his blood has covered your sins and is resurrected again, conquering sin, Satan and death you have nothing to hide Mm. because it's all been covered by his blood yep period cut it ship it all the things on the topic of accountability though so say you're it's like opposite right you're the one who's holding your friend accountable and they're consistently stepping into sin whether it's like maybe they're having sex or maybe it's just like you know not sex Mm. but it's still like they're stepping into sexual sin Mm -hmm. and it's consistent what do you do with that you got it, Kayla. Um, <laughs> I think you need to share the gospel with them. Um, are they a believer? Maybe not. Maybe. Um, but yeah, I think it's important to just like share the gospel with them. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so maybe we break the down a little bit more. So share the gospel with them. Like, yeah, go over like life, death, resurrection, ascension, and Jesus. Absolutely. But like more than that, 
how do you like practically sharing the gospel with them? Like, what does that mean? Like applying the gospel to this specific situation. I mean, I would say that like, okay, Christ has died for you, Mm -hmm. which means your life is not your own. There we go. And so you are like, you don't get to dictate what you do with your body. You don't get to dictate Mm -hmm. um, how your relationship should go. And so if you are continually turning back to a sin that God calls sin, Mm -hmm. like we have to fight that. We have to throw that off. That is not who we are. Um, and we need to walk in the light. We need to walk in the way that God has called us to. And Mm -hmm. so I would challenge to be like, dude, if you say you're a Christian, like you would actually throw this off and follow God in this. Mm -hmm. And the fact that you keep turning to sin makes me question if he's Lord of your life. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I think also just like asking them hard questions, um, and like trying to help them get down to the root of the sin. Um, because it's not just that yeah. you want to have sex and so you're doing mm-hmm. it, but like there is a deeper heart level issue yep. in that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Um, just moving on maybe a little bit um, to some more specifics in a relationship, maybe on like the back end of it. Mm-hmm. How do you know it's time to call it quits? You're just like, man, this isn't going well for whatever reason. Like, what do you look for to determine? It's time for us to be done. Well, let's just say you find out they're not a Christian. Mm-hmm. You got to break up with them. Like this is not going to end in a way that is going to honor the Lord. Yes, you can talk about missionary dating. You can talk about maybe one day they'll follow God and maybe they'll actually, um, yeah, come to believe him. And there, there's aspects of that now. I'm sorry, but you cannot be along for the ride. They have to love the Lord first. Um, And so you need to break up with them if you find out they are not a Christian. Amen. Yeah. Um, Also, if there is abuse or like cheating in a relationship, you are not married. Even if that happens in engagement, you are not committed to them. Yes. Um, there really isn't any reason why you need to walk through uh, something like that mm-hmm. in dating. Um, also, like in marriage, if yeah. you are being <laughs> <laughs> like if you yeah. are being abused <laughs> or there is um, unfaithfulness, like you don't have to stay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> There's help available. For yeah. Sure, for yeah. Sure. Um, but especially like in dating, yeah. um, if you're dating this guy and he's really great and he's like a Christian and he's in community and he's amazing and he's so cute, but he's like cheating on you. Why are you staying with him? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He is show- He is supposed to be on his best behavior. Yeah. A hundred percent. And like- if this is his best behavior, oh my goodness, <laughs> I cannot imagine what is going to happen when you're married. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I think that points back to like, I'm sorry, they're not going to change. Mm-hmm. Like if you are dating them right now, you have to accept who they are right now. Yes. And that is your evaluation actively right now mm-hmm. of if you're going to marry them and they're going to be your spouse. Yeah. Do not hope that one day they're get it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, there's grace for learning and exploring mm-hmm. that, but like who they are right now, you have to accept that. Like you mm-hmm. can't change yeah. them. Only God can do that. That's good. Yeah. yeah, and I would say it too, even in this in this like season of evaluation, you know, called dating, look for character things, mm-hmm. right? So maybe they're compromising on sin. Maybe it's not even just sexual sin or like, mm-hmm. you know, whatever intimacy in the relationship. Maybe it's like they're just like rude to people. Mm. Maybe they're embezzling money. Maybe they're embezzling <laughs> money. Committing tax fraud. Yeah, maybe they're, maybe they're cheating on all their homework. Oh, gross. <laughs> the worst. That's yeah. the line. Man, maybe they aren't serving at the local church. Boom. Not tithing. They're not yeah. even going to church. Let's be real. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, Lindsay called me out on not tithing at one point in our dating relationship. Boom. I know. I should should because super convicted. truly like this is a preview of marriage. Mm-hmm. Mm. So like you should be doing things now that point towards what kind of spouse you are going to be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, find a spouse that's not going to be okay with you sinning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Calls Facts. you out. Yeah, gosh, that's good. All right, but on the flip side, right, This is when you sh- that's when you should break up. How do you stay broken up? So part of my story is I – This gosh, this is awful. 
I was never in a dating relationship where we didn't end up getting back together mm. for at least a time. I so like I was awful at this. So how do you stay committed to like, all right, we broke up, we're done. Mm-hmm. No we more st- talking. No more talking. And no more hanging out. I've been there. It is so hard. But you just have to like cut communication. Yep. And also, like, don't follow them on social media. Yep. Don't post songs so that they will swipe up on your social media. Mm-hmm. Don't post quotes <laughs> on your Instagram story. Not only is that embarrassing, but people know. Yeah, for sure. No one's dumb. Like, we know yeah. exactly I what you're I see you posting a little quote <laughs> about yeah. breaking up on Instagram. Girl. Like, I know. I know. It's embarrassing for you. The other person is going to see it. They're not going to care. Yeah. And I, that's a dumb tangent. But I think truly yeah. it's just like goes into the emotion behind it of like you made the decision to break up. Mm-hmm. You had clarity. There was wisdom. You like sought wise counsel. All mm-hmm. of those things be broken up. Yeah, We're not good. going backwards unless like an act of God shows you that they are mm-hmm. loving the Lord and you actually see aspects of them that look like Christ. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so we have to cut ties. We are not playing these games anymore of we're just going to talk and hey, oh, we'll just be friends. Mm-hmm. And oh, it's fine. We have the yeah. same just friend groups. Friends. Like, you don't uh-huh. have to be friends no. after you break up. No. You can be done. You can yeah. be civil and you can love them, but mm-hmm. you can do that from afar. Yes. It's fine. It's good. And I understand that it's hard to like unweave your friend groups and it's going to hurt. That's part of the breakup. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. That's just how it is. But you will make new friends and yeah. you will figure out like different realms of community it will be fine yeah that's good i would say um like my wife nalins and i we broke up at one point and it was a good thing mm-hmm. like neither one of us were in a good spot me especially and when we did get back together it was after an extended period of time where we were not talking mm-hmm. um and th- for both of us we'd both walked through a lot of hurt we'd both matured a ton and there was genuine repentance shown, and mm-hmm. community was backing it up. Mm-hmm. And so we ended up getting back together after, you know, even just like we, we it, the idea was pitched, and then we brought that idea to our community, and we're like, hey, what do you think? Like, we're kind of talking. We, we apologize to each other for all these things. It seems like there's repentance. Got the okays, took it super slow, and we wound up getting married, which, like, that's not the promise. Well, and I was going to say, in that, when you broke up, don't expect the promise to be right. that you're going to get back together. Right. Like, that should never be an expectation. It should be done. Like, you should be broken up, and there should not be hope of getting back together unless you have walked through all those things, like you said, and then God still, like, has a, a story of redemption mm-hmm. for you. Yeah, that's good. So, I think last thing. Um I think it's important to have friends of the opposite sex that are just friends. I think it's a huge thing because, it, like, it yeah. teaches you how to love someone well without it mm-hmm. being, like, awkwardly romantic or overly sexual. Yeah, yeah that's good. And so, well, how, like, how do, you actually, how do you actually cultivate that? How do you cultivate that friendship? What are, like, I hate to use the buzzword again, but, like, what are, what are boundaries you set to, like, <laughs> keep it just friends? I'll, gosh, I'll even go, I'll answer this first. If you're if you're stepping into a, just a friendship with someone, like you guys are just becoming friends, and it can't just stay there, like you can't just be friends with someone of the opposite sex, I think that should raise some yellow red flags just on your own. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like why can't you have a healthy platonic relationship with someone without it being romantic or sexual? Mm-hmm. And like you said, like I think it's super vital so you can actually learn about the opposite sex yeah. without mm-hmm. there being emotions and infatuation and like relational drama involved. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah. Um, I would say just like some practical things is don't let them be your number one friend. Yeah. So like don't let the opposite sex be like the person that you go to for everything. Mm -hmm. Um, Don't let them like be the one person that's meeting your emotional needs, your spiritual needs, Mm -hmm. um, like mental needs. Um, And also like if you are just in general, like a really private person about like who you share struggles with, um, who you like open up to, be super careful with like not – than overly opening up to a guy um, if you're a girl or 
a girl if you're a guy. Um, but then there are people who are pretty, like, open about things. Like, mm-hmm. um, I'm probably someone who is, like, pretty – maybe an oversharer even, mm-hmm. um, but pretty open. So yeah. for me, that might look different um, being friends with a guy. Like, I can share um, deeper things because I would share even deeper things with my girlfriends. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. I think, like, you can talk about hard things with someone of the opposite sex. And if it gets weird, which, like, there's grace for that, too, just have a conversation about yeah, it. Just talk clear. about it. Say, hey, I felt like this was a little weird. I, like, I want to keep this, like, a friendship mm-hmm. thing. Let's maybe, yeah. you know, not do that again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There you go. It's been addressed. There's, like, a boundary set or reset. And then you just go from there. Mm-hmm. Yep. But I think it's such a good thing to have friends of the opposite sex that you can process things with. Yeah. Because... Like, guys, women will see things in your story and be able to speak into it in ways that, like, other guys aren't going to be able to. Mm-hmm. And vice versa for girls. Yeah. Like, that has been that was a huge healing point in my story. When I had, like, friends that were girls that were able to, like, speak into my story and say, hey, like, that's not who you are. Uh, this wasn't okay. Mm-hmm. X, Y, and Z. Yeah. And, like, yep. that was healing for me. Yeah. And, like, by the grace of God, I got to do that with some of, like, my other friends mm-hmm. in college as well. I was yeah. like, hey, that guy shouldn't have treated you that way. This sucks. You know? And calling out the mm-hmm. same thing in their story. That's good. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. That is all things dating and boundaries, all things that we had today. That's like not even scratching we, the surface. I know. I'm like, like we oh could literally go on forever. And yeah. there will be more podcasts there coming up. More. So yeah. tune in next few weeks. We'll be doing more. But yeah, that's it for today, guys. Yep. That's all we got. A couple resources right before we go. Um, outdated Ooh, yeah. by JP. Jonathan uh, Pakuda. Yeah. Kay- mm-hmm. Kaylee loves that book. Listen to his podcast, Becoming Something. Jonathan Pakuda and like a bunch of people from his uh-huh. church. Yeah, that's good. Gosh, I'm blanking on it. There's a book by Matt Chandler. Um, oh, no, 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 no. It goes over the songs of Solomon. Mingling of Souls? Mingling of Souls. Yeah, that one. Great book. Read that, also one, have too. that one. I think it's really funny. It's hilarious. But yeah. that's all we got. We will be back next Thursday. Woo woo. We miss you guys. Catch you guys later. Bye. See you soon. Bye. Peace.